the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're married, give a good and warm, safe greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good, warm morning hug or welcome with a special social distancing safety, of course, to your children and to all those who you live with. Do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Good Holy Sunday morning, my dearly beloved brothers and sisters. I want to welcome you to this beautiful Sunday in September. And um, today we shall pray for those who are suffering. We shall pray for all those who feel cheated, for those who have felt betrayed in the world. We shall pray for America, for its moral compass. We shall pray for the treacherous people in America who left the people behind. Americans, people of goodwill, people of faith, falling in the hands of terrorism, falling in the hands again of a people who in the name of God have been murdering and killing people and creating misery, creating violence. This is must stop. And only our love for one another, for God, only the stories of good American heroes can heal and can and somehow restore our trust in this nation, our trust in a public order. And we shall honor in a very special way all the fallen soldiers who died in the last 20 years in Afghanistan and other areas in the world, that their death has to make sense. They didn't die because a politician wanted to make an abrupt, unthoughtful decision just out of the blue to change the status quo inside nations. They died because they had a cause, and the cause is always to fight terrorism, to stand for peace, to secure the safety of our nation, and to build these people's lands, homes, nations, safety, security, give them an opportunity in their culture and their personal atmosphere that they can grow and prosper in peace, in harmony, and in freedom. Such a thing lately did not happen, and you know I'm talking about Afghanistan. Therefore, we're going to pray for those people, Psalm 121, the guardian of his people, you and me. And we're going to pray that never again will they hunger and thirst, never again know scorching heat, as the book of Revelation chapter 7, verse 16 teaches us. So let us pray for them. I lift up my eyes to the mountains, from where shall come my help? My help shall come from the Lord who made heaven and earth. 
May he never allow you to stumble. Let him sleep not, your guard. No, he sleeps not, nor slumbers, Israel's guard. The Lord is your guard and your shade. At your right side he stands. By day the sun shall not smite you, nor the moon in the night. The Lord will guard you from evil. He will guard your soul. The Lord will guard your going and coming, both now and forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Again, for those who have just joined us, I want to wish you a good Sunday morning. This is Father Andre, and this morning I am very happy that we're going to be speaking about a new theme, and that theme is going to go with us for a few months now. You know, in the past century, the 20th century, there was a divine alarm, and I have a very special guest here with me in a studio, um, Matt Werner, who's a lawyer. He worked in, for the Air Force in Germany um, in the 80s under President Reagan. And uh, I'm going to ask him a lot of questions about the divine alarm of the 20th century. And I'm going to ask him to introduce us to Afghanistan, geography, ethnicity, religion, and ordering neighbors. And uh, uh, why did the Russians occupy that country? Then why and how did the Americans go in? And how all of this is wrapped up and what does it spiritually mean to us people? In America, and how does it affect our peace, our family, and our freedom here in America and in the world? And what image does it give to the world about the American politics or the American people? But first, let us a little bit look at the <clears throat> situation of that divine alarm that in the 20th century the Lord sent from heaven. I'm talking namely about Fatima in 1917. There were lots of warnings that came from heaven about major wars, end of nations, a new war to happen, errors of communism, spread of the errors of communism, a lot, the persecution against the church, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. It's almost the same thing we see in the book of Revelation. Now, what we will be talking about is how do we as Americans must respond and is it possible that we cannot respond to the crisis of conscience, to the crisis of the global war that is against the church, the global persecution, the wars of the nations against one another and against faith, and the crisis of the faith in America. With this, i like to welcome our special guest and welcome you again for those who have joined us. I have with me in the studio um, Matt Werner, a BA Foreign Services from Georgetown University and a JD Law Degree, Catholic University and Judge Advocate USAF from 1982 to 1987. And he's a president of the Queen of Apostles Ministry and he's an author, Run to My Children in the East. And uh, welcome Matt to the studio. Thank you, Father Andre. It's really my pleasure. I think if we're going to be talking about Afghanistan, let's have a quick geographic view of the place. Absolutely. Go ahead. 250,000 square miles <laughs> makes it slightly larger than the Ukraine, which is the largest country in Europe. Afghanistan sits in Central Asia, about 500 miles above the Arabian Sea, in high mountainous plateaus. And it has many ethnic groups, Pashtun, Tajik, Hazara, Uzbek. They speak many languages, Turkic, Baloki, Pashai. 
Religiously, they're 85% Sunni and 15% Shia. It's surrounded by neighbors Pakistan to the east and south, Iran to the west and to the north, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, and Tajikistan. It's comprised, Afghanistan is, of about 20,000 villages, very few large cities. And in these villages, about 200 souls per village, more or less, yielding a population of about 40 million. This is beautiful. Uh, We're talking here about Afghanistan. So people, our listeners, Americans, it is time that we get educated simply objectively about which countries did we go to and we want to know why. Why do we go to 20,000 villages? Why do we go to a country that has 80% Sunnis, 15% Shia, surrounded by the old Soviet Union, Pakistan, and Iran, has um, about 40 million in population, Matt? Um, why, first of all, the, the, the uh, about the ethnicity a little bit, the ethnicity. When we hear there are fights and those people never lived in peace, what do they mean by that? Who is fighting who in Afghanistan? Is it between the Pashtun and the, uh, the Ushbak and the Hashana and the, the Taliban? Who's fighting who? Well, I think we should first go <laughs> back to why did the Soviets enter Afghanistan Absolutely. in 1979? You should know that Afghanistan itself implemented communism in 1978. When Afghanistan itself itself implemented communism, and this was a real surprise to Russia, and the Soviet Union was pleased to hear this. Uh, It wasn't as a result of a Soviet invasion. It was implemented, and in Kabul which was then the capital, but it was not popular with most of these 20,000 villages who were Islamics. Absolutely. Believing in God with strong faith, with, with strong rules and morality, with uh, you know purity and let's keep our women covered so the men don't have these carnal temptations. And on the other side, you have the atheistic communists. So... Once they implemented communism in 78, it was very unpopular, and outbreaks, clashes began to develop, these tribes uh, attacking Kabul. We call them Mujahideen. Mm -hmm. And the president of Afghanistan at that time, he flew, his name was Nur Mohammed Taraki, He flew to Moscow, and he asked President Brezhnev of the Soviet Union to send in some military help to help him put off this unrest. And Brezhnev was happy to do that because he wanted to enforce his Brezhnev doctrine, which says that once a country becomes communist, it never goes back. Well, So the Soviets in 1979 sent in... 80,000 troops, including their Blue Berets, and thus began a nine-year war between atheistic communism and religious Islamism. What was the purpose in Brezhnev's mind to send? He, he told his people that the, the army would go there for only about 12 months. They went to quell an insurrection to train the army, 
and to stabilize the government. And met the state for nine years. Roughly nine years. Wow. They, they came in 79 and left in 89. <laughs> for those who are joining us uh, in a few minutes that we, we still have, this is Matt Werner with Father, Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre, talking about Afghanistan, a little bit of its history, and uh, why did the Russians go in. I am really surprised that there was a communism called in by uh, Nur Muhammad Taraki, the president, in 1978. Russia came in to support that. The Muslims inside the country reacted, basically, and they formed the Mujahideen, the resistance, basically, and uh, started the war. Instead of 12 months staying there, the Russians stayed for nine years. For nine years they stayed. Ch Taraki was assassinated in 1980 and replaced by Amin, president, who exterminated his Mujahideen foes and dug trenches with bulldozers and put in the dead. That year alone, 12,000 we have him killing. 12,000 Afghani. During the Soviet occupation, more than a million Afghans died, and many millions fled to Pakistan and Iran. One Soviet soldier said, Afghanistan is a thorn stuck in our throat. They could not win this war because it was a guerrilla war, a war that the Soviets hadn't fought before. They thought they were fighting an army of ghosts as yeah. they would clear out one area and within weeks it would be again Occupied. Matt, can we describe this war of the nine years? War between religion and communism? Yes, we can call it that. Um, namely, it's a Muslim war, Mujahideen, against the communist regime, basically. Yes, supported by <coughs> Russian soldiers. So why did America go in? Well, we... And how? America was embarrassed for our loss in Vietnam. And some have written that America helping the Mujahideen was our revenge for Vietnam. There was a Texas socialite, Joanne Herring, and her boyfriend, Congressman Charlie Wilson, who persuaded Congress to authorize $9 billion in secret aid for the Mujahideen which we smuggled across Pakistani borders. So America, who went in after 9-11 to Afghanistan to stop the religious terrorism of Muslim extremists, originally in 1980s, under President Reagan, went there and it was actually given money and weapons to the same Mujahideen who had religious dogma. Anti-tank weapons, stinger, shoulder-mounted, surface-to-air missiles, and many mines. They called it a war of mines. The Soviet tanks and troop transports traveled along very few narrow mountainous roads through the ravines, and they were losing thousands of troops to these road mines that they would drive over. And now we let Taliban again take over the entire country, 
dismantle and kill and uh, cut members of feet and hands of their own people and do suicide bombing attacks and rise ISIS again. Al-Qaeda went to Afghanistan. So basically, all the wars of the nine years of the Soviet Union war and the United States 20-some years staying in that country were completely erased. And then the Muslim extremist won, you think? It's hard to say there's so much volatility in that country. Brez, um Gorbachev became president in 1985, and he vowed to pull the Soviets out. But it took him another three years following a mini military surge, which is kind of what we did, what Obama did. The USSR was not only uh, fighting the Mujahideen, they built hospitals, schools, they electrified the country, they, and... They socialized the country through an infrastructure of social services, uh, um, schools, public, public buildings, basically. And yes, that. Medical services, okay. But basically, the Afghans don't like people who come to them with guns. This reminds us of... The British invasion of Afghanistan in 1839, uh, they took their best armies and they occupied Kabul. And when they didn't keep their hands off the women or respect the religious traditions, the Afghans became outraged and they massacred the British army in 1841. In 1800. 1841. Afghanistan is the graveyard of empires. They... Cannot and it seems, prevail. And it seems it's the graveyard of its own people, Matt. They don't seem to be able to live in peace. 80% Sunni, 15% Shia, Iran being on the side. I want to quote some thoughts to you. Um, when we met earlier, you told me it is important the response of the people to the betrayal of the friends and people in small and weak nations. What do Afghanis who want to live in peace? Listen to me. The Afghanis who want to live in peace, they do not want religious extremism. They want religious freedom. They want faith. They want family. They want prosperity, women's rights, children's rights. Stop the rape of the boys. Stop cutting the hands and the feet of the people. They want to live in peace, and they want a country to honor the land and to honor God. What do they expect from the people of the United States of America, Matt? Not from its government. Where are we lacking in our response as a people in America. I think they want us to go home and leave them alone. We don't understand them. We don't respect their culture or their traditions. I think we unfairly vilify the Taliban in order to justify our invading them. You think there is a problem that is cultural or military problem? Did we militarily do something wrong against those people? I'm talking people in America. I'm not talking the government. It seems what you described as the action of you as government through the military action or whoever went to Afghanistan. But the American people, what can they do? Have we done something militarily wrong? I think using unmanned drones to blow up villages is cowardly, immoral and contrary to Catholic war teaching. 
And to any Christian teaching, any to, any, Christian teaching. to any religious teaching, there is a springing from a God who is good. For those who are joining us, this is uh, Father Andre with Matt Werner on Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. I have a last question to ask you, Matt, spiritually, spiritually. How is this affecting us in America when we see a treacherous nature, when we see something happening in Afghanistan and just opening this land to violence, religious extremism, to total failure, and we see how they're fighting about it in, uh, in Washington, D.C.? I call it the fight of words against words, but no action is being taken to change the status quo, to defend the freedom of these people, to save the children. Spiritually, what is the meaning of what's happening? Where is the alarm? It's, it's a mystery. I think we have been deadened to the horror of war and bombs and destruction and death. We have sponsored and we have invaded so many countries unjustly in the last 20, 30 years. Syria, Iraq. Bosnia-Herzegovina. I was in Russia back in 1996, and a villager came up to me. He knew that I was Catholic and working a, a Catholic mission in Russia and the Ukraine. And he came up to me with tears in his eyes, and he said, Matt, why are you bombing the Orthodox Serbs? And I didn't have an answer for him. There is a lot we don't understand. As a people in America, I think what Matt is, is trying to tell us, there is this contradiction. Our government act in a certain way in given nations. We weaken those nations. We have a history to cause demolishing, massacres, allow evil, and then we leave. And somehow, mysteriously, we leave our weapons behind. Enemies get a hold of everything that we spent from our own personal tax that we pay. And then the enemies get a hold of it, and then they rage terrorism, and they rage extremism, and violence against their own people and against us, and then another nation is demolished. People in the U.S., citizens, somebody asked me, they said, Father, what do you think about what's happening in Afghanistan? I said, I have mourned the betrayal of American politics and American government for Christians and for people of goodwill of other religions worldwide years ago. Unfortunately, the suffering of these nations I have foreseen. Unfortunately, I have declared it. I have warned about it and spoke about it to many people, many religious and many civil heads of governments on the local level, state level, and nation level as well, from here to the Vatican. But I've never seen nor have never been affected more than seeing this treacherous nature of our American diplomacy and the way the key people in America did not care and did not respect life in Afghanistan, Matt, nor did not show their belief in God, as you said, in respect to that culture. The stories of the Afghans are a few of millions of stories, as you mentioned as well, Matt, that happen in the world. Look with me in the studio. I brought this image um, Jesus carrying this young man who's almost dying, who's in hands, he's carrying the hammer and a nail, and um, he's barefoot, and he's almost dead, and Jesus is carrying him. Can Jesus carry American soul at this point? Do we call, are we calling God's help as American people? How can we wake up, Matt? How can we wake up? We can wake up 
if we can realize how deeply we are immersed in sin. And in evil. And in evil. Our culture is just penetrated with so much immorality, so much immodesty, so many messages from the media, the movies, the TV, for instant gratification. Our Lady instead asks us for fasting, penance, repentance, turn from vice, go to confession, grow in virtue. But we are, we have become a fallen, blinded, evil, proud, arrogant, impure nation. Not everyone, but the changes that I have seen in my life, I remember the the peace and tranquility and the the harmony. The harmony the of harmony the 1950s. Yes. We need to go back there. We need that time to come here. We need the time of redemption. Thank you, Matt Werner, so much for being with me here in the studio. My dear friends, uh, um, um, at the end, uh, we have a few, one minute almost left in our show today. Allow Jesus to carry us. As Matt said, um, every human has a moral obligation to respond to heaven's exhortations and warnings sent through the pens of mystics and many visionaries. This moral obligation is not just for Christians alone, but is universal for all people of goodwill to avoid, mitigate, or divert punishments and to deliver us from evil. We are victims of religious terrorism because we are complicit in our adoration of the flesh and our love for sin. And sin is the very first thing that opens the door to invite death to come. Let us pray against all of this by asking God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to bless us, protect us from all evil, forgive us our sins as we repent. Let us go to our churches, our places of worship, and adore God and protect our families by living in virtue. May God bless us all. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 6 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Father Andre.